Awesome. Um, welcome to another episode of Leverage Radio. Today we have uh, Asha Badrinath here with us. She is the ADCC uh, champion of her weight category and also the absolute winner. She's a blue belt under Rohit Pasudevan and trains out of the famed Institute of Jiu-Jitsu in Bangalore. Asha, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for inviting me. And yeah, I'm fine. The... How, have you, how have you been passing your time, man? I've been watching your Instagram stories. <laughs> All I do is... Huh? Yeah. All I'm doing is like exercising and trying to um, do all the things that I couldn't because I used to train like at least thrice a day and I don't think I've had like so much free time like from the past five years. So thrice. I've had time to like, sorry? Thrice a day? Yeah, like I used to train before the lockdown like thrice a day. So I used to never have any time for myself. So now I have so much time to like uh, watch tape and like focus on some things like uh like what do you say watch tv shows watch movies and just like chill recover so tell me uh, yeah. what is like uh i've been asking everybody this question a regular um training day like for you uh again when we're not in this corona situation so you said three okay. what, what do those three training sessions entail and how long are they <laughs> So we have class at like, um, we have like fundamental classes at 6.30 to 7.30 and then from 7.30 onwards is the advanced class. But I go at 7, sorry? This is AM. Yeah, yeah, AM. So I go at 7 o'clock to do some positional with coach if I can or else I just go to the advanced class. Then after that, class ends around 9.30 or so. Then... At 10.30, we start a lifting session, like uh, weight training. Then after that, I go to my um, training partner's house because it's really close to the gym. I live very far to the gym. Like I live like 15 kilometers away and he lives like one kilometer away. So I just go and crash there in the afternoon. Then around like three o'clock in the afternoon, we start drilling. Sorry to Sorry? cut off, but 15 kilometers is what? Two hours in Bangalore? <laughs> yeah, more or less with like peak traffic. Oh my god, sorry, go ahead. Drilling at in the afternoon? Yeah, so then I drill, I think around from, I start at 3.30 or 4.30 and then drill till 5.30. And then after that, we go to the gym at like around 6.37 and then training is like till uh, 9.30 and then I come home at like 10.30 and this day is the same until Saturday. So, yeah. Um, you are, how many guests have we had so far, Mohit? I think we've put out about seven or eight episodes but we've got two, three loaded in the chamber. We have, <laughs> so, I guess Asha would be around 11 or 12. Nine guests who train BJJ and they all out-train Mohit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a part timer. Yeah. Every every time I hear somebody like oh everybody talk about it, I'm like oh, I can't train more. <laughs> I definitely have to train That's more. That's a lot of training. I mean, um, I have uh, I have done some research on you. You used to play rugby, correct? Yeah, yeah. I used to play rugby. And I used to play for the Bangalore team. Sorry, you were saying? I I didn't hear you. I'm saying your work ethic probably comes from there, right? 
yes yes exactly i've been into sports all my life i've done like so many sports and then i trained rugby for like around 5 to 6 years um i used to i went for the indian camp like twice so that's where the embrace the grind aspect and the hard work came from so yeah your rugby lead so, directly into wrestling or uh, do you wrestle a lot no no like um, after rugby like i stopped rugby because i couldn't continue it anymore because of my knee so i had like i have like a acl um, tear but then even after the operation it used to always buckle like i used to train and then when the knee popped i used to go back out pop it back in and then get back into the field so it was taking like it was too much of pain and side steps were like too hard so then i just decided to take some break from rugby like for at least 6 months and then after that i started jiu-jitsu you're telling me that you used to pop your knee back in <laughs> go back and train and play yeah <laughs> that what you say rohit told us you rohit told us you were tough uh, <laughs> but i think that's a damn dude too tough <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> no but um, so i mean obviously acl tears uh, lots of unsteadiness but um, did you have surgery after that yeah yeah i had acl reconstruction but unfortunately i don't know what happened during the operation like for sports athletes like they um, they fold the ligament like uh, like uh, three like i think four or five times more than the normal um, times they would for a i mean a person who's not training right. but unfortunately like my lig- my ligaments are like little lax so the amount of folding they did was not enough so even though like i've done operation like it's still loose <laughs> so was this the hamstring procedure where they take part of yes, the hamstring yes 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 so normally yeah. so, so i also have had two of these uh, one in each knee ouch really yeah uh, about 10 years ago is But, it now? Uh, mostly i i see that you do a lot of yoga and stretching um i've started it recently like I don't know if it will help my already lax ligaments. <laughs> I think it will. Like uh, honestly, that's been one of the main reasons I've been able to even train as little as I do. I mean, uh, the difference I would imagine is Mohit complains about his knee a lot, uh, <laughs> and he uses it as an excuse to get out of training every day. Do you do that very often? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Yeah, I'm old also, and you know, always got married and have years older. The concern, not old. <laughs> Mine is old. So, um, you were saying that uh, you're having trouble with this again, your knee. Um, yeah, like some. Um, what do you say? I think I have done more than ten MRIs in my life, and all the doctors I meet, some say I need an operation, some say I don't. So I just stopped going to the doctors, and now I'm just trying to like um, heal it on my own. So yeah, I just I don't know. Let's hope I meet some good physio who can help me out with that. And um, does this worry you when you're? I mean, with your introduction into the leg game now? <laughs> Actually, not as much because the heel hook, like because my ligament so lax. like whenever people get like a knee bar or heel hook like it takes a while for me to tap so finally it like it keeps me safer <laughs> than it would 
damn dude you're like you're like the meows like they don't have any <laughs> ligaments in their ankles yeah oh my god this shit around wait quick question do you tap to joint locks sorry you tap to joint locks in in your academy when you're training um yeah yes <laughs> i don't believe you <laughs> why <laughs> You sound <laughs> No, I do, I do. I tap a lot in class. Okay, okay. No, no, I tap a lot in class. Okay. So, so uh and between you and Piyush, do you like smash him? Yeah, do you because we got money on you like you're definitely <laughs> smashing Piyush. No, no. It's okay. You don't have to be nice guy training partner. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a very, he's an amazing training partner. Like he has I think he's like 70 or 75 kgs and he rolls with me like he doesn't go to smash me so it's a very technical fight between us and I'm very inspired by him actually like he's a very good training partner to me So you've been training how long now how long has it been I started jujitsu I think um, August 26 2015 so it's around 5 years now Okay and you got your blue belt a couple of years ago on No I got my blue belt like um right before ADCC. Oh shit. Like in Feb. That's awesome. I mean <laughs> yeah. Confidence right before a big tournament isn't it? No actually like I didn't um, what do you say? I told myself that you're not yet a blue belt right before ADCC because I knew like if I got too happy like then I wouldn't do well in the fight. So I like that joy of getting blue belt I didn't Uh, let it sink in and i waited till like the tournament was over as soon as the tournament was over i was like oh my god i got my blue belt and i was like very happy that time actually so until then i was very like okay okay let's just keep it in the corner <laughs> <laughs> but that's good that's a good like thing to have uh, on your shelf that you know that there's that belief in you that okay you are at this level now go out there and do that shit and then you can enjoy the fruits of your work quick question had you lost would you put it on <laughs> sorry had you lost would you have put it on yes yeah, yes course. i would of course yeah yeah it's cool yeah, yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wouldn't have imagined have you been listening to our other podcast i think you've got a shout out in every one <laughs> i haven't listened to all i've listened to like pushes and uh, rohit right yeah you got a shout out to both for sure um in a lot of them were just like okay so ashish on the other undercard does anybody have a female fighter out there anyone you want to bring <laughs> yeah hopefully we find someone dude i've been struggling i've really been looking like what like no one wants to fight me or like i don't know what is what it is There's nobody is scared of the girl i mean at least from what i've seen nobody is on the level you are at right now like i don't think uh, we have a lot of uh, athletes in jujitsu right now and that's the only uh, downfall to it like but we have a lot of hobbyists so if if we can somehow make some of the hobbyists convert into like for full time athletes i think does does uh, ijj have a lot of girls coming in yeah we have a lot no i mean Uh, we have around eight or nine, and that that is a lot actually. <laughs> if you really see like, around the world, so 
we do have like they are actually regular now like we don't have all the girls coming in for like one class mm-hmm. some come like for the uh, morning classes some come for the evening classes but they're very passionate and dedicated so yeah it's nice that's pretty cool so how do you retain these girls a problem i mean uh, we've been struggling with at the gym how do you retain women you have to have i mean i've been told you have to have the more women there are the more women will come in right you think um, any other solution more women like even i was even i was looking for a solution because like for so many years for around 5 years like i've had like different uh, different uh, girls come in and like leave jitsu so then i listened to this podcast i forgot which one but fion was on it so then she was talking about how she grew her uh, women's classes uh, women's um, program uh, program and then uh, what she told was when you want women to stay in uh, jiu-jitsu you should not try to smash them <laughs> so like this is the only thing like the thing is like when i used to train with the boys to earn respect you have to smash them because like you have to tap a guy out for him to see you as his equal but then fion says like even she used to do that and then she used to do the same thing to the girls that came in and if you see like for girls like they don't care if you're very good at jiu-jitsu or if you're not good all they want is like a bond a connection like just a sisterhood so then i started changing the way i roll with girls so then if you see like in class like with the guys i roll like full on but with the girls like some of them like i i teach them how to uh, how to counter my own game sometimes or the or i give them confidence or sometimes like you just like try to bond with some uh, mutual interests and they just like to know like okay there's a girl here looking out for me so it's it's a very like it's a different um, it's a different pathway to take but i think this does help because men and women are different but uh, women are different so we have to view it in this way that's that's an interesting perspective in fact um if more than i thought about it for about 3 to 4 years we still wouldn't figure it out i think uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so i mean that's interesting and, and i mean we have uh, one girl we have meril at the academy right now we have malika who is not as regular studying um but i mean you've competed against meril and i think i'm going to get meril to start uh some women's programs training man. three times a day she's <laughs> doing match training twice a day already she's very good actually she was she actually, yeah she is she was only in training for about a year when she did this tournament wow she's very new she recently got her blue belt during the lockdown. i thought she been training for 5 years that's what she told us uh she used to train long time ago but she she used to do muay thai and all kind of stuff she never used to train oh so she was training a long time ago and she stopped completely and then she came back to it oh. and it was never very she was just at a park past time kind of thing and now she's um she's training twice a day she got a blue belt during this lockdown yeah and That's so nice yeah so she's she's working hard right now um I mean, hopefully. Does she want to like make it uh, like a professional athlete in this? Or I mean, I hope so. But she's she, because she has a full-time job. Um, she works. Okay. Australian company actually. She works um, through the night and she sleeps during the day most of the time. And Oops. whenever she can show up to training, she does. So it's it's on the side for her. But I hope like she keeps competing. I think she will. 
but you you're turning i mean you're going to do this professionally correct yes <laughs> that's awesome dude and um, that means you so, do the trials at the end of the year yes but then i heard that um, the december asian trials like they not the girls is uh, the girls category is just a tournament and it's not a selection oh okay what's the point of that so for the girls i don't know like there's going to be another asian trials in maybe like next year like the starting of next year and over there like um, they'll select the girls uh, i think the second one is the one with the uh, female category as well yeah one. yeah which is strange they shouldn't i mean i don't know maybe it's because of lack of competitors i think yeah 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 it is i think in the men's there are like a lot so that's why they they have like two trials for asians uh so in terms of training partners um you struggle to find people your weight uh yes <laughs> like my weight is like now i'm um i fight at like 42 kgs but because of the lockdown now i'm 45 or 40 like i can stretch it to 46 <laughs> so most of the people that come to the gym are like um about 60 but that doesn't affect my training as much like if you have training partners who would like uh i mean um, who are not there to like um, put weight on you and smash you but like a technical um, exchange then i think it's fine but uh injuries what about injuries i mean because the big guys even if i'm rolling with bigger people uh i find that that can really really that can ruin a whole camp uh, do you struggle with injuries uh not really the thing was like when i started jiu-jitsu like because of my knee sometimes it used to like buckle and uh, because of that buckling like i used to like not be able to train but as the years went by like i know what movements i should avoid for me to not get injured like even if i'm going with a bigger opponent so sometimes like uh, like if you see a flow of techniques sometimes i can't go with like the proper transitions because my knee my knee won't allow it so i don't know like my game revolves around so, um so you uh, keeping my knee safe so sensibly essentially yeah one like more than i <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard about your injury like right before the ADCC. So yeah, I am sure I had coronavirus. Firstly, I coronavirus. Why did I coronavirus in Goa? For sure. How can Great. you say that? Like, oh my god! Like, Ooh. I heard it and I was like, I gave it to everyone at ADCC also for sure. I know, I know. You gave it to Devesh and you gave it to Debo and <laughs> <laughs> Devesh and Debo for sure. At least them. <laughs> <laughs> we had technical. We had like a stand-up. This thing also we were breathing into each other's faces. Usko to hoga. Usko he was fine. But <laughs> Devo maybe not. Devesh for sure has got it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I had that, and I yeah I injured my shoulder. But nah, I would take the injured shoulder over the knee any day. Uh, yeah, no, like the movement. Like you can't do so many things because of the knee. I'm saying it. How did you injure your shoulder? Like it was I before was, ADCC. I was on antibiotics um, again because of my coronavirus uh, for two weeks before, <laughs> before the tournament started, and um, we were doing competition round just to get my gas back because I was depleted. And mm. uh, we had this friend called Zorawar who at the time was fat, 
um and he i don't know why that's the essential for the story but okay morning <laughs> you must understand this so then so, so he was trying to body to pass me and i i moved suddenly and then i just felt something pop in my shoulder and again like like a fool i kept going and i kept training and then um, it got significant did he lock his hands on the uh, spine like this or long arm short arm grip yeah yeah and i was i was trying to stiff arm i was trying to pull my arm out slowly um <laughs> but then he made it tighter because he's easy <laughs> and then i couldn't move my arm for till the day of the tournament till the adrenaline shit Whoa, that's amazing you fought so well the had... day before he got a shot in the arm or something or in the shoulder oh no i was, uh, I was supposed to go get a shot but it never happened oh. i was supposed to get what is it called a cortisone shot but apparently what happens is uh, the doc said that long term effects are much worse he said he said don't do it because it just weakens the the joint or the ligament or something oh yeah so okay. i didn't get it i was supposed to uh exciting things we do for our <laughs> training <laughs> she's popping i'm saying the extreme things uh you have to do to sort of maintain this pull popping your knee back in getting cortisone <laughs> shots uh pain killers and shit like no yeah it's co- just cortisone shot um is useful they give it to old people my granddad had to get it when he's oh, like oh, uh, yeah old people yeah like the for joint lubrication and what stuff what is jorogun take you remember like he also everything testosterone <laughs> so cortisone basically works in the opposite way of testosterone cortisone essentially just it's it's just a steroid for pain relief okay testosterone on the other hand <laughs> or growth hormone or whatever he takes um is essentially to keep his hormonal levels up to date because after a certain age your body stops producing testosterone no he takes some placenta age. no doesn't he take some uh, i don't know what like stem cells stem cells oh, yeah stem cells um, or prp in his knees he does prp that's plasma rich platelets so they take blood out of your body they recycle it they take the plasma out and they shoot it back into your knee as glue wow I like, need that. <laughs> so that's not very useful for ACL. ACL tears is very good for meniscus meniscal injuries. Oh, I also have a meniscus. <laughs> so I think that's fine. Get it done. It's very useful. It works like glue. It holds the joint together. Lubricates at least. So uh, you said you started training in 2015, yeah? Yes. Um. how do you find ijj or did you start at ijj or did you start somewhere else like what's the story there when i was working at a gym called fitness time i was working in the front desk and coach used to come and teach there like part time and um what do you call it? he was teach his uh, whenever he used to take class was during like my work hours so i could not attend his classes but sometimes i used to like go sneak and like just watch his classes because my best friend used to like be interested in mma and that was like during the ronda rousey era so i had mm-hmm. seen some of her fights and the ambas and all and then my best best friend said you have to like just go see what jujitsu is because i used to sell memberships like for jujitsu wrestling and all but i never knew what it was right, so right. i used to just go see it and then 
I saw one technique, like I remember like the first uh, technique that our coach was teaching. And then as soon as class was over and my uh, work um, hour was over, I called one of the members and I told her to lie down on the mats. And she was like, what are you doing? I said, just lie down. I want to try some, like, just um, not lie down, sorry. I told her to sit on me. And then she sat on me and then I did the trap and roll. And I was so mind blown that someone from the bottom position uh, could go to the top. I didn't even know what the position <laughs> name was because I just stayed for like five minutes of the class. And then she told me yeah, it's a trap and roll. And I was like, I was so happy because like for a smaller uh, for a smaller person to like be able to do that. So then after that, I think I was like, I was, uh, I don't know. I just fell in love with Jiu-Jitsu and I asked coach like, can I, uh, can I attend class? And I couldn't attend over there because it was my work hours. So then he told me he has the gym. And then after that, I started going there and, and training. Shit, man. Nice. <laughs> what are you doing? And, uh, so <clears throat> at what point did uh, the switch happen from, oh, cool, this is so much fun to do to, yeah, I'm going to fuck people up for a living. <laughs> <laughs> if that switch happened at all. Sorry? If that switch happened, Mohit is not. I mean, but she just no, said no. she's she's become a professional. She's a professional uh, jiu-jitsu no, no, competitor. That, that switch did happen. The thing is, when I found when I found jiu-jitsu, I was done with sports because I've been like into sports all my life, and I was done with everything because I'd finished like two uh, rugby camps, and my knee was in such a bad condition. So for six months, all I did was stay at home and like just go to work and just become fat. I didn't become so fat, but all my teammates, I was really fat that time. Like, so anyhow, so what was I saying? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so sorry. So any the switch that, between yeah. Uh, so then yeah, I used to just train jiu-jitsu for fun. So I I didn't think about it like I didn't like um, I didn't think about it to like as a career. But then I became. I mean, because of my sports background, I was uh, naturally good. So, my, I mean, coach told me, like, uh, you have a future in this. Why don't you uh, focus on this? So, after like six or seven months of uh, training, mm-hmm. I quit my work. And then I started training twice a day. And I, ever since, I've been, like, focused and dedicated to it. Damn. Well, I have a quick question. What is... Uh, what does your Instagram handle mean? <laughs> uh, Buckin. So that's my pet name. Uh, like IJJ has named me and coach has named me. Um, so when I first joined Jiu-Jitsu, I, uh, what do you call it? I used to eat a lot. So <laughs> there's Bakasura, do you know? That's a monster. Yes. So they started calling me Buckin and then slowly became Buka. So yeah. <laughs> So everyone just refers to me as Bukka nowadays. Okay, that makes sense because yeah, if you guys want to follow, it's Bukka underscore IJJ on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, are you planning to teach? Uh, are you teaching any classes like the women's class and stuff like that? I used I'm a like an assistant coach at IJJ. I used to teach at IJJ sometimes. Then I used to teach in an, like two other um, clubs but then unfortunately like I don't know like they weren't paying enough 
because i had to travel like long distance and it was not worth the travel so then i left we used i used to take i used to take the kids classes at ijj uh, but because of the summer holiday you know because of the exam sorry uh, the kids like um, we used to have like maybe 6 to 7 kids and they all stopped coming so we had to like shut down our classes but hopefully after this um, lockdown we want to start the classes back do you have any female training partners who give you a tough time there yes yes <laughs> all of them they're all good at like different things so it's really nice from it's uh, really nice that way but my main training partner like she's she just turned like 4 years into her jiu jitsu journey um her name is amulya she was, she fought in the i think one weight class heavier than me so oh. yeah she has a she has an amazing guillotine like a hand just slides under my neck even without me knowing it and then suddenly like it's on and i have to like panic and do like so many things to just get out so they give me a tough time in class so um what is uh, i mean currently what is the scenario like what's happening in bangalore with i mean when rohit was on he had told us that you guys were shifting locations yes yes Do you know any any if you, do you know about any updates on that or what's happening? Um, yeah, like we have been going to the gym like yesterday, today, and like I think of like two more days. We are removing everything from the gym and just uh, what do you call it? Just keeping it somewhere until we find some new place. We haven't yet found a, a new location, but I think uh, like Coach and Debo are like looking for it. So yeah, I've like. a training is not going to be like not going to start fully like for the next few months but i think they are planning to start some on- online classes right and but you guys i mean a gym is allowed to open karnataka as yet no 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 gyms are yeah it's illegal <laughs> but you have people need the most what's up i'm saying the thing people need the most in general like for their health and fitness and wellness no let's shut them down definitely i think someone like had a petition saying that it's uh, good for the like mental health during the lockdown to have gyms open i don't know what happened i think like the karnataka uh, board or whatever they cancelled it so we had a ray of hope someone told us about this and got cancelled but how have you been i mean i know my personally i have been going stir crazy and i uh, mental health was an issue um but how have you been like how has your mentality been during this time and uh, because a lot of people are struggling honestly um people are legit they've never been told to stay in their homes for so long and um how are you making it through this because i know i noticed that um, your instagram is always very positive and you're always doing something or the other So you just constantly keeping yourself busy i mean how are you making it through the days see the first like one week if i was like mind fucked okay i was like what i can't train i can't meet my boys what do i do and but then at the same time i just took a break i took a break for a week because i never had so much time on my hands so that's when i binged watch tv shows and movies and ate a lot of junk food and helped <laughs> all that and then after that one week i became like very focused on like um, focused and started having a like a routine so then in the mornings i um, in the mornings i lift weights 
and then in the evenings i do my yoga and stretching and um, stuff like that and then in the night i usually sleep very late like i sleep around what's late 3 am or something because i have so much uh, free like there's no one at home like i mean not no one at home <laughs> i mean they all go to sleep so it's really quiet so i can watch like all the fights like it's really nice i i never had so much time to study you know like i you used know, to like always ride you know what you need to do you need to start a breakdown channel on youtube right now <laughs> yeah i want to i started making highlight videos of uh, craig jones i started like i just saw like all his fights and i just downloaded all of them but i'm very bad with tech so slow like i put all the all the clips of all his finishes but now i have to put maybe some soundtrack or some something <laughs> like i start i that's on my mind slowly i'm i shall do it it's pretty cool go ahead mohit your question yeah so speaking of uh, instagram i was just uh, on your page the other day and um, you seem to be very good at picking locks <laughs> where was this from like why is this a tutorial <laughs> no i went to my friend, uh, i went to my training partner's house the other day to like just train a little because i don't know i miss training uh, so while i was training like he told me okay i'm i, I have something to teach you and then i thought he's going to teach me like a new technique on the mats and then after that he just takes this lock and then he takes his, like one there's one whole tool set for this okay and then he teaches me how to do it and it's it's pretty easy it's very nice like for a person who doesn't have so much patience for me to like get that i think anyone can do it and it's all about apparently the like different pins so the one that i picked had only one pin and the like four pin and like so on uh, lock so Mohit I'm just keeping my busy I just keeping myself busy doing different things I mean it's a new skill you acquired Mohit what new skills have you acquired during this lockdown day drinking <laughs> Well kind of I've I've learned how to record uh, and edit podcast so I can edit all this bit out It's <laughs> whose idea was it to have this podcast It was hella my idea right Whose idea like, I, no, no, I I I called <laughs> these guys up idea. so I basically I had a few drinks and I was like okay we have to do this so I called yes, them up I did a fail yeah. podcast years ago firstly I what yes I had a failed podcast a long time ago remember yeah yeah with a bunch of other people so we like let's cut out some fat <laughs> uh, <laughs> no names <laughs> is this the same guy who did the Zora was random... but Zora was thin then now he's thin again so he's fine it was more no, but it was a... I Zora and Fat Shivora. Fat Shivora because he doesn't listen to this podcast. That's why I'm calling him fat. I want to, <laughs> he I want to for sure me, listens to this podcast. If anybody listens to it, he's fucking listening to it. He tells me he listens to it, so I want to know if I if he can figure out that I'm insulting him on podcast. If he tells tells me that, then I know he's listening. I'm just testing. So Ashwin, I have a question for you. Oh, How do you like? <laughs> it's not such a big question. So. can you tell me about your jujitsu journey like how did you um, start like teaching and like becoming like a coach and having that confidence and also like um, managing your own training and everything so uh, the gym first opened in 2012 um 
and the first day i went in i picked i my, was managing to catch people in submissions because i had studied stuff off of youtube uh, so it was your gym that you that you had opened or? no it was warrior scope but at the time it was run by my current partner jahangir okay and and rajiv berry rajiv berry uh, he left for uh, new zealand so he's no longer i mean he's alive but he's no longer with us <laughs> okay so, went, to, went to new zealand so i took home from rajiv a few years later but okay i basically uh, not to toot my own horn but i i got better than most of the people very quickly because i was putting in the hours and working hard and then i started teaching um a year into my training because um well i think jahangir had left for some work to jaipur and then i started teaching at that point in time and rajiv was more of a muay thai guy so i was taking the bjj classes um Ooh. and then i just kept taking them over and over again then i picked up the gi i started taking the gi and then i found instructionals and then i found danaher's instructionals now when danaher's <laughs> instructionals came in my mind was basically blown um and my teaching evolved from um scattered techniques to systematic to a systematic approach to absolutely everything i taught from then onwards so after the leg lock system came out i picked up the leg lock system and i i i i've we've discussed this before that i make notebooks of each system and i write down each technique and then i i drill it i drill it i drill it and then i teach it and then i reteach it and i keep teaching it um, you drill it like on your students or yeah so i have uh, my guys the gym bluebirds i pick up one and i just drill for an hour or so uh, both gi and no gi um and then i keep teaching it um and then eventually i stopped taking the beginners uh, classes and for takes it like yeah and i focused my entire time on the advanced guys and the competition team okay and my yeah. bluebirds and uh, and other people started taking the other beginners classes my partner jahangir also takes the beginners classes and the self defense stuff so it's well covered so i focused all my attention into the competition team and my own training because um you have to be a little selfish sometimes yeah like that's why like you have such like being a pro athlete is a very selfish thing because you have to think about your own thing but being a coach is totally diff- like totally opposite so that's why i wanted to know how you're able to balance it so well is i'm not i'm losing my hair as you can see <laughs> uh, i'm not handling it well it's only to show that i'm handling it well and on the day of competition i pretend i'm okay but uh, <laughs> i am on the inside i'm yelling my lungs out and it's it's hard i mean just the do you back. have a do you have your own training partner like for yourself or like you just pick anyone i just the, I, whole, the I, whole gym is there for his training <laughs> like essentially like let if i can answer that one he has to just make one message phone call to whoever and guys will start rolling in okay coach needs somebody there's always guys around the gym and that's one of the nicer things about the young guys um miss an opportunity to train with coach <laughs> yeah i i find that um a lot of learning happens being somebody who's better than you like just training with them because you see okay. yeah you you see exactly what they are doing right that you might be doing wrong in them just trying to get the move correct yeah. um it sometimes is more beneficial than you just 
drilling for like a little while and just doing it wrong, can't figure it out, can't figure it out. But someone does it to you, you're like, oh, that looked uh, significantly yeah. the easier. The visual learners will like, will like that a lot. And of I've been getting them to watch tape of mine um, and try to break down my game completely. Uh, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, okay. but, uh, some of them are dummies. So, <laughs> it's a little longer. But some of them, like the younger ones, they're killers. The guys who are fresh and they don't have the baggage of years of terrible training. Uh, <laughs> those guys pick up so quick. Mohit is the one with the baggage. Uh, <laughs> but he spent years training like um, without a system. So the majority of Mohit's game has developed in the last three years, I would say. And his game has gone from like a, a very basic level to a very high level now. And he's improving significantly. But he's still, he's not <laughs> at the point where he pops his knee back in and comes back to training, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm I think that's just a factor of the age. So the other day we were training. And this was my first session back, basically. Pop. He, he pops my knee in a heel hook. No, uh, no, no, to be fair, to be fair, like I'll explain. It no, was no. it was quick. I tapped quick. Everything was you quick. You sure you tapped quick? As you to quick enough. Okay. <laughs> it was in the single leg X position. He had a good bite on my heel. Okay, and he started <laughs> on my heel. And I grabbed his heel and I was like, okay, we have to go off. Shoot out. <laughs> I got shot in the leg for sure. Like you guys. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I proper technique to finish it and more does not, unfortunately. So oh, we're just showing his grave. <laughs> what happens is Mohit actually. With the ice back on. So Mohit and I, when we're training together, Mohit sometimes, his ego snaps. <laughs> and it happens with me also sometimes. So it, this was just one of those moments. And Mohit, I'm not a psychopath. I don't go injuring people. No, no, just me. <laughs> it popped my LCL before ADCC. I did, I did. How did you? Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. How did you heal it like so quickly? I didn't. Roids. <laughs> <laughs> I got the steroid body going for me. <laughs> That's why his hair's falling out too. Huh? My That's why his hair's falling out. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's still, I mean, it was still injured. Just a lot of physiotherapy and um, um, ibuprofen, I guess. What else? Nothing else. Um, but it, it wasn't. I mean, I'm just used to so much pain all the time. <laughs> I also like okay. heel as well, and I popped his heel. But so I, didn't, like, I, was gone. I just kept training uh, because I'm just so used to this ridiculous amount of pain. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so evil. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. She's like, that sounds so emo. Yeah, basically. basically. I, I, mean, I mean, you've got to be a little emo to do this. Come on. Like, let's, let's everybody admit it. Like, <laughs> you enjoy pain. You enjoy yeah. causing pain. No. Asher. I've seen, I've seen, okay, so, so, so let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you a little story. No, stop. No, stop. No, stop. So one time, Asher, so one time, 
Mohit, shut up. No, no, not me. I, I tell you, I tell her about the no. the ghee incident. No, 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 <laughs> I have never I in my life I've known him for years now I've never seen him fold yeah. any hands to anybody. Good luck to this. I said okay Asha I'll tell you offline then for sure. <laughs> But uh like to his credit like he, he, this guy is fucking ruthless and uh, that's what it takes sometimes you know like being soft is not going to help guys win championships um if that's the goal so i i think i think it's you know uh, one hand with the other you can't have it uh, also, only one way the stories he's talking about i was a white belt please understand <laughs> matured i'll keep that in mind when he says that yeah that's true that's true i've matured over the years and now i'm a master <laughs> artist <laughs> what ashwin were you into like different sports before i played like, cricket have you played cricket i i mean i played everything um but i don't know i just had an actual affinity to grappling um if i had a rugby background i wouldn't be grappling cuz i'd be too injured <laughs> and i wouldn't be able to do it uh <laughs> because i've seen the kind of injuries you guys pick up i mean it's ridiculous in fact my partner used to play uh jahangir used to play rugby but um i don't think as high as a level as you but he used to he was very serious about his rugby also back in the day was he in the delhi team No, he used to. He, I used to he was local clubs, I think. Right? The Delhi Hurricanes. Yeah, Delhi yeah, Hurricanes. Yeah. He used to play with them. Okay, nice. I might have seen yeah. him then. I've come to like Delhi, I think, twice or something for a Delhi tournament, like for rugby. Hmm. So you know, I might have seen. <laughs> so uh, I was watching something on like just to talk uh, rugby injuries, for instance. Like they are some of the most catastrophic hits that guys take to their hips. uh doctors are like man it's like seeing somebody's pelvis get hit by a car going 50 kilometers an hour like so sorry we can't fix this i i never even tried playing rugby as like for that actually the thing is if you see like american football the injuries in that are far worse mm-hmm. than rugby because in for american sure. football anyone can tackle each other that means like anyone can double leg you even if you don't have the ball but the safe the safe thing in rugby is like only if you have the ball you're going to get uh, double leg so you know that you're going to get double leg so you at least can be aware of it brace for impact yeah exactly you're telling me in american football you can tackle anyone yeah even if they don't have the ball you can tackle them so that's why you like you'll have like four people going in front clearing the whole pathway for the person who has the ball to like go past the what i went the wrong spot <laughs> you would hate it i would not absolutely hate it why would i hate it tell me why i would hate people, it people people would let you down people would let me down or like they are right now look at you <laughs> so ashwin what is if i may ask what is your uh, personal jiu-jitsu goal and the warriors um, for your cove like goal so my short term goal is um to develop a women's team uh oh this is for warriors cove um <laughs> yeah why can't i just get excited <laughs> <laughs> like no you're not included <laughs> we have <to. laughs> no 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 i'm just saying that's for uh, so and then 
obviously the ADCC trials in Singapore, um, if they happen. Uh, otherwise, if I don't win this first one, then I'll be doing the, the second ADCC trials. If I don't win that, then I'll be doing it the ones the next year and so on until I win one trial um, and then retirement. <laughs> if I do manage to win it before 30, I will try and get into MMA and do a couple of MMA fights. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, those are my my personal goals and for the guys at the academy, obviously, uh, our men's team, um, my own students going and uh, trying out at uh, going to the trials and performing there, ideally. Are they going to be going this year? Uh, two candidates, yes. Uh, Sean and Aman. Okay. Sean is doing leverage. Um, Aman had a fight with Piyush. I think he had an insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those two, um, they will be definitely going. Um, and they're minus 66, both of them. Okay, nice. You? I'm like for the girls category there are only like two like minus 60 and about 60 so yeah in the gi you planning on doing any gi tournaments um not right now like i'm gonna wait till the trials <laughs> i'm still like this uh i like the like log game and i'm very new to it so i want to just um so I, I so we recently had a podcast with uh, Robert Deagle and I asked him a similar question. I asked him um, if he drops the gi prior to a no gi camp. Um, mm. What's your say on that? Do you stop training in the gi completely? Do you make the switch to no gi full time? Do you only deal with no gi? Do you stop drilling gi? How does it work for you? Uh, see, like in our gym, we usually like have 50-50, okay? like we train uh, half gi and half no gi and uh, we don't, but only because like this tournament was uh, no gi, like just like maybe like one or two months before the tournament, we like all the classes were no gi, but usually we have done like tournaments which have had gi and no gi, so even our training camps were like we had uh, both the classes, both the sessions. So, I mean, because like we have like maybe um, four or five people wanting to go for the trials this year, we might have no gi. But after the tournament, I would want to like learn some um, worm guard and lapel <laughs> guard. And I love the loop choke and the bow and arrow. I do miss them. So, right. no. But first, uh, do you make the switch then, or no? Because. Um, I know you're doing your classes, which are 50-50, but um, on the side, you're training Nogi only? Yes, yes. I'll be training only Nogi. If, like, if I'm prepping for a tournament, yes. That's pretty cool because um, I was planning on doing uh, the Gi Worlds in, <laughs> in uh, where was it? Anaheim, California. Um, but... Got cancelled. <laughs> one year that I'm going out and doing things... <laughs> Uh, this happens. Uh, I literally hadn't competed for three years and then I competed at uh, the ADCC. The world starts falling oh. apart at the seams. The ADCC uh, uh, tournament was after three years. Three years. Shit, that was so cool. Yes. I know. That's very impressive. It's very scary, trust me. I, <laughs> I had to basically avoid the tournament for the whole day. I was actually, I went to Mohit's house because he lives nearby. And I was napping there. <laughs> I avoided it. What? 
what is up with these coaches and napping like even after, even before my tournament like uh, like as they were calling like my name and mel's name i think rohit was like sleeping somewhere like everyone's like where's coach where's coach and he had told me he's going to nap so then i was like okay he's sleeping just look for him and he's like all groggy he comes up and he's like okay i'm ready and he heard my he heard my name like they uh, like them announce my name so he said i woke up and i just came i'm ready to corner you i think it's i think it's just uh, the mind gets overwhelmed so it has to shut down yeah no it's it's ridiculous because you guys had what 30 people come now no uh, i'm not sure actually but yeah we had quite a, a lot of people coming down so um, we could not have had more than 10 12 people i think uh, if at all that many um, So it was a lot easier for me uh, than it was for Rohit. Rohit looked very overwhelmed. <laughs> competing, he when he compete when he was competing, I saw his, I mean, his demeanor changed. Um, but prior to that, Bichara had to, he was struggling. I saw him trying to contact thirty different, and that's very very hard. Um, but in training, uh, another question I have: um, Do you guys corner each other? Do you or is there is is does so does Rohit get you guys to corner each other as well? we haven't yet started that so much as yet but i do want to start that like but sometimes like during camp like when uh, people are training coach corners us like he'll keep telling us like oh, you do like he'll just keep screaming out the what he's called the techniques and people who are rolling will know that he's speaking to them or he'll call them out and tell them so he corners them he corners us sometimes even we uh, like we try to corner each other but i don't know i'm not, i'm not yet so confident in cornering but i don't know hopefully i understand that trick soon i mean what i've learned is uh, essentially the competitor just wants to calm voice in their corner and that's all uh, it's worked out pretty well actually because i've seen how the other extreme of cornering works uh, the freak outs the guys who uh, are flipping <laughs> does not work out very well um, and you see the athlete get an adrenaline rush within the first 10 seconds of the fight and it's over it's all downhill from there uh, but yeah things i think I- that's the one reason i don't corner i'm i'm too hyped and like the person who's uh, who's competing also gets like antsy so i think i'm just like i don't know maybe i need to mature a little more as a coach to like learn to like um, things flow in i used to be the exact, i used to be very similar and then i just had to teach myself how to basically mellow out and uh, <laughs> uh, slow down slow down and just chill because um, it's very useful i mean you have a good corner it can change the entire scenario of a fight do you do anything for the mindset of for like understanding the mindset in the jiu-jitsu aspect like do you try to study like how like the breathing and the everything else changes or so yes i do absolutely uh so i mean um for years i've been uh, when i'm when i'm training myself uh this is something i picked up obviously i'm sh- uh, a lot of people have used this as well is how hicks and gracie and crown gracie these guys breathe out uh while rolling when they uh, when their basically heart goes insane 
uh, and yeah. I that normalizes my uh, heart rate and brings it back down to 60 or 70 beats. Um, aside, besides that, um, I mean, there's nothing else. That's just for my breathing. Other than that, um, mindset, um, I can, I learn very quickly, I think. Um, so it depends on the opponent and their breathing. Um, I can, I can adapt very, things, yeah. very quickly yeah. in a, in a bout, I would say. You, what do you work? Do you work on uh, breathing and um, what is your mindset like going into a big tournament like the one you just went through? Like, I've always been very fascinated about the mind spec, mindset aspect of sports. So, I mean, when I was young and when I was into rugby, I think I was too young and I didn't understand so much as to what goes in because that camps just had like like too much of hard work in them. But after after I joined Jiu-Jitsu, I slowly started to like uh, see lots of talks about mindset and everything. So, I came across some very interesting ones. So... The breathing thing, like um, what I saw one person tell a very nice thing. They said that when you want to calm your uh, breathing down, you should not try to go like deep breaths. So they say like, don't take deep breaths, but take very rhythmic breaths. Like the inhale and exhale should be the same. So I try to use that a lot, like while uh, fighting and also uh, the self-talk. That is the main aspect. Like I try to... um, what do you say, incorporate in a lot of my fight also because like I visualize a lot and I think that is hel- that has helped me a lot and that is only because of like coach telling me to like visualize because he used to tell me visualize and then I should tell like my visualization used to be so short like it, it used to just like I used to um, picture like uh, my opponent's face and like all like the whole crowd and then us like our names being called and uh, us like like them saying okay uh, start the fight and then after that my visualization like it used to just stop I used to like the fear and anxiety and my like my heart everything like it used to go haywire but then after that slowly I just like force myself to stay there and I learned how to like talk like talk myself through it all so even during my fights like sometimes like when I'm not listening to my corner I'm actually listening to myself like calming my own self down so I that aspect like I really like that so in this tournament I had like some um, I think like when what's it, Muskan jumped close guard on me I had that a lot actually because I don't know it's um, it's a very nice thing that um, people are studying my game and they understand that I like to jump close guard so even in my previous tournament there was uh, one girl called Archana and we had a super fight and even she jumped close guard on me and that time I was I panicked like I panicked and but somehow I got out of it and I I won the fight but this time when Muskan jumped close guard on me I somehow like I was ready for it and when she jumped I spoke like I spoke to myself and said don't panic like do your rhythmic breathing and and then I was thinking about how Fionn's um, close guard like um, how she gets out of it so I was very aware like as to how everything was happening just because I was um, I was visualizing like every day like, and talking to myself so that helped me a lot Fionn Davis actually um, uh, I think she had a match at Bia Mosquita which I saw live um, at you saw live? live 
I'm so jealous right now. 50 meters from me and again, Zora was with us, was with me and Mike was there. 50 meters from us. Um, and I, have, I was just walking out to go get something to eat. <laughs> and, and she had her in that, in the rear triangle position. Yeah. Snapped her arm in pieces. And I have never seen, I mean, that was the most devastating, I think, finish in that that tournament it was, she's she's a she's a killer she's she's really really good um she's amazing actually and uh, what is the scene for uh, for seminars have you started doing seminars seminars yeah. i've not even thought about seminars actually i don't know like uh, i don't even know if people want to come to my seminars i just turned blue belt like a few months ago so i don't know I was a white belt for seven years. Uh, if your teaching is good, people will come to your seminars. Why don't you come? Uh, once this thing clears up, why don't you come give a seminar at our place? <laughs> wow, that's so cool. I mean, yeah, yeah we, need, uh, we need this to happen because... Um, cross- you want your girls' team to grow. Also, yes. <laughs> I want the girls' team to grow. Yeah, I would actually. I'd, I would like to come and give you a seminar. Yeah. I mean, there you, I have, you have to learn from your mistakes. So I think like this is a stepping stone in my journey. So uh, what age did you, you played young? You said you, you mentioned you played rugby at a young age. Yeah, I played rugby when I was like maybe 14. I started when I was 14 or 15. And when oh, that was... Sorry? Uh, that was part of school or was that just like on your own looking no, for I sta- school? No, I started like, my dad found like an ad of um, uh, rugby in the newspaper and that time I was playing uh, football for the state. And then after that he said, you like rugby, it's, uh, I don't know, he's very, it's very aggressive. That's what he said. I think he knew his daughter better than I knew myself. <laughs> so I, said, I said, okay, then after like, after football practice, like, he took me there and I really like fell in love with it. Like, so, um, I've been, wa- I've been watching. It was not a, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. It was not in a school program or anything. It was a club, um, like it was for a, it was for Bangalore club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, um, I was the youngest, like I was 14 or 15 and, and the tournaments that we had to fight in were like about 21. So my parents had to like sign a letter saying we we are fine with her getting injured <laughs> and also a waiver. So yeah, like I was the youngest, but it actually it was really nice. So what age did you start training BJJ at? I think I was 19, no, nine, uh, 20. So you're very young right now. I mean, you have time. Uh, I'm 25. You're prime yet. <laughs> That's pretty cool, yeah. Um, and what are some sh- short-term goals for you? Uh, I know you said you want to compete at the next uh, ADCC uh, event that happens. So my goal, so my goal is to like um, I want to compete in the ADCC trials, and I want to fight like at least um, Rikako. I want to fight Rikako in the trials. I've been studying her a lot, and I. I don't know, like, I just want to see how it is to fight a black belt at that um, level. So, I mean, that's my short-term goal. I want to fight her 
or Olivia Giles. So, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I want to fight all like lower weight people first before like because if you see like even Fionn, she was in the ADCC, but she's a heavyweight who lost a lot of weight and she came to uh, minus sixty. So I don't know like. I'm, I can't win ADCC right now because I need to bulk up and get used to a lot of, um, uh, what do you say, pressure. Mm-hmm. So my small goals are just to see how I'll do well with these top level uh, black belts and and then um, try to improve my game on it and hopefully next year I, I can hang with them. Have you had the chance to roll with any of these, any high level belt guys? No. Did you, ever, did you have a chance to roll with Robert Eagle when he came out? Yes, yes. I got a chance to roll with him. How was he that? toyed with me. He was just so <laughs> much of fun. I was just like, he was swinging me from right to left. And he he looked me so many times and arm barred me. And, but it was so nice like just to meet him. I love meeting, um, what do you call it? Like high level uh, jiu-jitsu people. Not because of the techniques they show, but because of um like you know like everyone has a different um, way they learn and different uh, passion so to see like how different people have taken different uh, styles to learn is very nice like some people are vis- like visually they learn some people like they like to watch uh, like like to have like the cues like the yeah. words uh, on, yeah so it's very nice and um, Robert Deagle was kind enough to like actually show us how he learned. Like he show us, he showed us some of his um, tapes and like he showed us his study material. So, I mean, I was, like it was so, it was mind blowing for, uh, for me to just see how he learned. So that changed a lot of, I mean, it gives us like a little, um, you know, it helps us get closer to our dreams. So, yeah. But um, toughest role you've had. Who's the toughest role you've had? One person. Toughest role. One one name. Uh, I don't know actually. Come on, toughest role you've had. Most times you've been tapped in one round. Coach. <laughs> yeah. Great answer. Always. Hardest <laughs> answer. <laughs> Every two minutes he taps me, so yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to train with him. Yeah, you should come by. Like, I, I think like a bunch of y'all should come by before the ADCC trials, so that we train with each other and like we can help y'all and y'all can help us. Exactly. Otherwise, I'm stuck with people like Mohit to train with, and it's just. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you guys can carry on. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, that's cool, man. Do you have any other questions for us? That uh, Any questions for more? I, I have a question. So, so, I have a question. Um, Asha, I asked you about your short-term goals. Yeah. Uh, what about long-term? What do you, what do you hope to achieve, uh, you know, five, ten years down the line? See, so like... I just want to make a career in Jiu-Jitsu because I re- I'm very passionate about the art. So I love um, fighting in tournaments, but I've been an athlete uh, like all my life. So fighting is not like, I mean, I do want to become uh, the best fighter, but also I want to become independent. So I also want to like uh, have some money in, money in this, like not a lot, just to like 
I don't know, just to survive. Live and dream. Yeah, because in the jiu-jitsu um, lifestyle, there's no money. Like, there's <laughs> no, no money, like, but there's so much of passion. Wearing the same t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> our whole cupboards are full of like just our own t-shirts. We don't have literally <laughs> other clothes to wear. Party we don't have t-shirt to wear. So it's like... But so, yeah, yeah, you're right. The I joy, just want to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's and what all we're the, trying to do with this tournament essentially is we're trying to just give these guys support so they can keep training and keep performing. I know I heard that in the I think you were speaking about this in the I think with Piyush or Rohit and I was so like to tell you the truth I was so inspired and I was really happy that someone in India is actually doing that. I think you're the first person who can who actually spoke about this and told that no the the fighters need some recognition and they need some money and so thank you a lot guys for actually doing this like i don't think anyone like there are so many people who talk who talk about it like they they say okay i'm going to do this i'm going to do that like their fire plan and so so much but you guys are actually sticking to whatever like your dream is and i think it's really nice thanks that means a lot i mean you guys have been the only guys who i mean a few more people that have been very supportive and actually coming on and wanting to f- entertain people and make them watch that's all we're trying to do before we end can you please give us a little sound bite if you like of calling pe- anybody out in this country we need to get you a fight see i'm not the person who calls people out like, I like my, that. my fights my fights say it all like the thing is like I have not to brag but I think after I do this I'm going to lose the next fight <laughs> but <laughs> I have 100% finish rate guys come on yeah, like all my yeah like all my fights I um I finished by sub so I don't know like I really it's not that I want to win like I really want some competition just to see where I lie and just to see where I want where I need to improve because if I go to the international tournaments I just don't want to go there and lose like I I really want to do well there but if I like no one in India is like giving me like any help for me to like level up then exactly. that's my only <laughs> so yeah. what about these um there's a lot of like i i see uh for one there's a lot of new mma media and uh, jiu jitsu media in india <clears throat> and i see a lot of clubs promoting female fighters and i and they seem to be going towards <laughs> yeah fight they seem to be gravitating towards mma and they seem to be from a wrestling background i feel like you know that whole step of jiu jitsu is being completely missed by the uh women female fighting community so uh, your thoughts no on that in, there's no money in jiu jitsu and that's the only reason we don't have any recognition in uh, india because if a, if a girl wants to be in a sport which doesn't have any money she has to be really passionate to do that because i mean it's very hard for girls to even do like any sport in india and they just like only like the olympic sports uh, i mean the parents are okay with doing because like you will represent your country or your state yeah. but now that i mean it's it's really hard like 
to to uh, inspire and motivate people to get into the sport when you yourself are not getting money and just so yeah but you know something i have seen your fights and um i don't think that's going to be an issue uh, to get get try and get people to watch um because even though um, i saw meryl's arm get ripped off <laughs> it didn't get ripped off how can you it was quite entertaining i'm not going to lie i'd pay good money in a sling she was in a sling for a bit i would pay good it was a kimura yeah yeah i know i know i know but it was so much fun <laughs> about it later so, <laughs> all we've done since then is teased her about how she almost got assassinated with <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like i don't think she knew there was a kimura i don't know like it it came on too sudden it came on quickly i saw it i saw it, it was it was uh, very entertaining and people <laughs> watch it so just a side note on that before your fight with meryl uh, ashwin was not there uh, or ashwin had just come or something like that and i was telling meryl go after her knee i could see that your knee was heavily uh braced and all how can you like, even say that i was like no, I, i wanted her to win man she was on our team so i was like meryl you have a great uh, no and I, i just said you have a great uh, straight foot lock um just go after that leg you know you you will get some purchase out of it but unfortunately she couldn't make it uh, that sort of a position uh so i'm full disclosure <laughs> no hard feelings <laughs> but still <laughs> i mean coaching <laughs> I am. I am not the Cobra guy coach here. He is. I am not. I'll just be like, pull that leg. Pull it. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Her knee pops up. Her knee pops out. She can pop it back in later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was very aware about the fact that people will try to injure my knee. Like something like not many people knew was right before the ADCC. I popped my knee twice. so once it was like someone buckled my knee like someone just kicked my knee and it got locked and then another person held it very tightly in um, half guard and like i was trying to do some new technique where i didn't try to keep my knee safe and i yanked it and it popped and i couldn't walk like i couldn't walk the first time i got injured i couldn't walk the second time i got injured but then um, we had a seminar by someone called brent from usa and he's a movement coach i think he's a student of edo portal and and he had like thank god we had that seminar <laughs> that seminar was about rehab like self care and how to identify uh, pain and how to uh, understand your injury and heal it by yourself so only because of that i was able to like force through like tremendous amount of pain and um, what do you call heal my knee and my whole game changed you know like actually like this tournament i wanted to not jump close guard because that's exactly what i do all the time and i wanted to do something different because i was training for the adcc so i wanted to do a lot of wrestling and a lot of like uh, letting people get into like good positions and me get out me trying to escape it because i wanted to feel that anxiety and that breathlessness but because of this uh, injury i could not play i could not wrestle like you know i was in love with wrestling because coach had just like made a whole flow chart about wrestling and i fi- finally like understood the whole mind like the whole um, what do you say the beautiful part of wrestling so i was really like keen on wrestling but 
I don't know, like I had to change my whole game plan. I said, okay, I can't wrestle. Now what do I do? And then I went back to my close guard. I saw the Gordon Ryan's uh, close guard and I was like, okay, I'm just going to jump my normal. No. Yeah, so I... No, uh, not systematically attacking. Uh, the other one, his close guard attacks, right? Yeah, his close guard no. uh, attack. I haven't been so, through it. How is it? It's amazing. That's how I got medal with that Kimura and the back kick. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> no, because he showed one amazing. Uh, the arm drag I did on her was actually from his DVD. Like it was like a very subtle arm, uh, sorry, arm drag that he does. So I, I did that on her, like when she was pushing my hip, and that worked really well. And um, yeah, and then even the even the uh, kimura from um, the triangle also is yeah, from him correct, yeah. and yeah. i had, i had fallen in love with choiba so i was like like choiba was like my new in thing that i was because of the whole close guard and giles is half guard and also i was waiting to get something similar to choiba so when i saw the kimura it was very nice yeah. oh dude there's some really really nice stuff in there <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Like I have so much to learn, and but the thing is, sometimes I get so frustrated because I don't have so much of time to uh, drill it. So like I I I have like some amazing like new details that I see, and then I forget it after like few days because I've not like drilled it. So I'm like, ah, okay, I saw this new thing, I, and then I get so annoyed at myself because I don't remember it. But if there's something you could take away from the the Rhinol stuff is uh, go over. I mean, the finishing details are game changing. Is uh, it like different from uh, Giles and? Uh, I agree. Hmm? Yes, his, his concept is a little different. Is it is it like the armpit and uh, rib scenario? Like does yes. he say like? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, says, he says to wedge the the shoelaces into the mat like a railroad spike going through it. And then the fulcrum under the shin rotating it on its own axis to get the finish. Um, Whoa, okay. But just the concept, he says, uh, he explains about the knee line and uh, how it's, it's not required sometimes. That's relevant. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, now I have to go watch it fully. If anything, just go over the finishing concepts and check it out. Did you already drill them out? and like, Did you drill it and write notes and all? Yes. He taught them to us during the lockdown. You lucky fucks. <laughs> okay. She's going to hopefully. Yeah, so slick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't not do it. I'll go mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a... You're a coach and you have your own gym. That's so cool. And he lives... And he lives three minutes away from it. So I have to come across state lines to go to the gym. <laughs> He lives three minutes away from the gym. How did how did you manage that? How did you manage to like get like did you buy the gym like close to your house or found the location and then we uh, basically changed everything about it and uh, luckily uh, so we're in Gurgaon, more it's in Delhi. Delhi's a little larger, Gurgaon is a little easier to get from one place to another because there's no traffic as compared to Delhi. So everything is close by. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and this is a very good location. We got very lucky with it. Uh, but the best part is, yes, I picked it because it's very close to my house. 
<laughs> that's so cool so you don't have to sleep on the mats in the afternoon you can just go home exactly so, i do that's... i still sleep on the mats to save time sometimes are you serious yes absolutely oh. why not in fact i slept there for a week when the lockdown first started and i was sleeping. oh yeah when you could not go out yeah yeah i was there for a while god that's so cool i can't wait to like train with you guys actually yeah. i and i've never like found another jiu-jitsu club as enthusiastic as us so, <laughs> or rather i didn't make an effort to like understand that aspect so yeah. even we uh, i mean there are a few gyms nearby but um they don't study as much as um you guys that i've noticed uh, which is surprising and refresh is refreshing to see that I think I've uh, like the studying aspect changed when Piyush joined the gym. Like when he uh, joined the gym, like he's really like such a uh, big um, like inspiration and motivation for everyone at IJJ. Because like when he joined the gym and like when we got to know that he had learned, like I mean he had he was at a level without a coach. Like it blew our minds. Like like. where you are responsible for your own journey and for your own game and he's such an amazing coach you know like he's a, he's a very good athlete but most people don't know like he's an amazing coach and he teaches so well he has so much of patience and you know like sometimes i ask him like some stupid question this this uh, technique linked to this uh, can you do this instead of that and patiently like he'll take a while and he'll think and he'll say no asha you can't do that <laughs> or no buka you can't do that but you can do this so he's really like uh, motiv- like he motivates us to like um what do you say uh what do you say motivates us to like take over like be re- be uh, responsible for our own game so i mean that's a huge lesson like uh, i've learned from him actually like so yeah and before i used to i used to actually be a person who used to learn only conceptually So I used to think that I should not be able to learn techniques because there are so many techniques in jiu-jitsu and so and concepts were actually like the easier route now I know so I used to just understand the concepts but like I don't know like I saw him do it and you know like when you have one person in the team working so hard and doing something like and always um, like you see his game improving like as the weeks go by like you're like you can't slack off like if one person is doing it, like like all of us should do it so he's like he motivates all of us to like become better so i think it's because of him that um we have like got inspired to like um take your training into your own hands yeah. uh, as well no, because it was such a yeah. it was Even such a podcast i think it's got the most number of listens so far Sorry, I can't hear you. The when Piyush came on to the podcast, I think uh, yes. it got the most um, listens. I think he's very good at like talking to people. Like his personality is amazing. He was know, pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's because of his uh, the magic um, lifestyle that he had, mm. but he's really good at talking to people. He'll be talking to like some famous uh, jutsu guys on Instagram, and he I'll be like, how can you even talk? And like, I'll be like, he texts them, and I'll be like. how do you do that like i get so nervous like to text my friends only and he's like no just do it they'll text you why are you so scared like oh, okay so he's very outgoing he's very like positive and just yeah yeah 
so when we reached out to him for the tournament, like he was actually one of the first guys um, uh, that we reached out to, and uh, he was like uh, on board instantly. He's like, hell yeah, I'm down. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, whenever this happens, uh, I'm like, in. Right? Do you know what is now? That's yeah. Like, and his his motivation's also pretty high because um, he's like, I want to get those guys back, you know, because a couple of the guys yeah. from ADCC are competing uh, back in the same tournament. And uh, fortunately for leverage, like this time around, so it's under 75 kilos, uh, the tournament. So that means it's open, like, the under 66 guys will also be there. Mm. We'll put on a little bit. The just, you know, 70, 72 and maybe even slightly heavier coming down. So, it's going to be a nice mix of uh, competitors as opposed to, you know, everyone's the same size. So, I think that that'll be really interesting to watch with uh, guys like Piyush on board. Yeah. Are you all going to have like an all-girls tournament uh, next time? Yes. If I Asha, can... we got to first find one for you and then we're going to find <laughs> six others for you to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> not to destroy get me someone who can destroy me I, I want to learn I want to like I want to be like I want to see the loopholes in my game we definitely you can, if you prioritize that that's what you're working on and then I can teach them side by side <laughs> I think you already do so. no 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 never oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean I'm trying to get Meryl but she's the only one there right now uh there are a couple of pe- more people who are around, but um, they can't. Yeah, I, actually, I would want to train with uh, Meryl for some time before the AC- ADCC trials. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we can um, we can come up with something. And yeah. you and, uh, I don't know, a couple yeah, of people can training. come here. And... Uh, once you guys open your gym, we'll come down for sure. Yeah. We'll do both ways. In one month, we travel uh, one week there. One week, you guys come down. Uh, just Have nice you thought about anything like a fighter house uh, situation? Like uh, we have, but un- in fact, I thought about it more after the ADCC. But then this thing happened. <laughs> amazing, amazingly time thing. Okay. So hopefully, once this tears up, for sure, we'll do that. We were, we were looking at opening a new academy. More than I was supposed uh, to own. In the month of April and May, and uh, looking for places in March, and this this thing hit. Now all of that's on hold momentarily. So leverage is first priority. Um, then once things open up fully, we'll get back into the swing of things. Okay, nice, cool. Um, I think we can uh, end here. Awesome. Thank uh, you for awesome. inviting me. Um, Thank, you. Thank you so much for being here. Conversation. All right. Have a good night. Thank appreciate you. it. Bye. Yes. Bye.